Well, here we are, This Good Word, episode 44. Uh, The word today is script. So I want to talk about our tendency to feel like we have to play by a script for almost everything that we do. If we're going to be successful at a new job, we have to figure out how the last person was successful and we have to do it exactly the same way. Uh, Maybe it's a conversation that you're about to have that feels dicey. It feels like it's going to be sketchy. And so you're going to spend endless minutes and hours preparing for that conversation. You're going to write down words that you hope you say, ways in which you want to really get your point across. I want to talk about um, the freedom that comes with approaching some things and maybe even many things without a script. And I, th- I can hear the rebuffs. I can hear the anxiety rising. Are you saying we never should plan? Are you saying we never should write things down or do some research? Of course, I'm not saying that. I think there are really times where it's really helpful to do lots and lots of planning I do lots and lots of planning and lots and lots of areas in my life. What I'm talking about is the fact that for many of us, we believe that for the things that really matter in life, the mysterious things that involve spirituality, that involve relationships, even that involve some of our biggest decisions, there's a way in which we have to burn the script. We have to throw it away. We have to make sure that we're not following somebody else's script. Because if we do, then we won't live the life that is ours. And I think there is some real wisdom in that. So before we dive into script, I want to let you know again, uh, my event with Seth Haynes and Matt Moberg is happening on June 25th. It's called Sobriety and Spirit. And our hope is to start a conversation with a few people about addiction sobriety and learning to be honest about that thing that has a hold on you whether that's success ambition achievement drugs and or alcohol people pleasing a certain weight body image whatever it is we want to talk about we really want to have a conversation with you about a better way to live and about a ways in which we can be honest together A BS-free zone, hopefully, is what we're trying to cultivate. So it's called Sobriety and Spirit. It's going to be in St. Paul on June 25th. And if you sign up between now, which is June 9th, and Monday, which is June 13th, you will receive absolutely and utterly free a PDF of of a 30-day coming clean journal which Seth is producing uh, and will one day be published but he wants to get it out early to some early adopters of this event so uh, register by going to stevelings.com events or by clicking on the link on our show notes if you register between June 9th and June 13th you will get a PDF that is 30 days of Um, It's a 30-day journal journey of reflective questions and excerpts from Seth's book, Coming Clean. I've seen it. It's amazing. You're going to want to get in on this. So 
The cost is $39, but it's also whatever you can pay. If you can pay $39, awesome. If you can only pay $5, awesome. If you can give a little more so someone else who can't pay the full amount can go, awesome. We just want you there. steveweens.com slash events. All right, back to this idea of scripts. So here's the deal. I was hanging out with some pastors uh, over in Montana over the course of about three or four days. And one of the guys I was hanging out with is a pastor in urban Detroit. His congregation is filled with all kinds of diversity, age, socioeconomic status, ethnicity, um, lots of people in his awesome church uh, have prison records. Lots of people in his awesome church are soccer moms. I mean, it's just, actually, that's not, that's not fair to say. I don't know actually how many soccer moms there are. I do know that there's a wide variety of people who go to this church. And as we just had lots of time to talk. Um, we sat at underneath this deck and talked. Uh, we talked at night. We talked over meals. And he kept using this word over and over again. Man, it's like there's, there's really no script for that. It's time to throw away the script, he would say. Uh, hey, there's no script for that, is there? After I would tell a story. And I began this idea for a podcast uh, leapt into my mind because I thought how freeing that was uh, to walk into a, to a situation knowing that there really isn't a great script. And he told some crazy stories of people that he's met again people that are sex offenders, people that um, are hardened criminals, people that um, are literally crack addicts and all kinds of people and um, like that. And he would meet them with simply the desire to befriend them in the name of Jesus. And he had, the thing I loved about this guy is he had zero like agenda for these people. He did not have a script that said, okay, in order for me to have a meaningful conversation with this person, I have to have them, you know, sort of, quote unquote, cross the line of faith. I have to evangelize to them. Now, he ended up talking to them about the outrageous, beautiful, magnificent love of God, almost every single person, because he's been so radically affected by the love of God. But you could tell that it wasn't because he had an agenda, he didn't have a script that said, this is what I have to say to these people, or this is how these people, I keep saying these people, it sounds so pejorative, but what I mean are the people that he interacts with, sex offenders, drug addicts, prostitutes, people that are just in and around his church. He has found out that he just cannot operate with a script because every single person responds differently to his conversations. Every single person has a different story. And every single person uh, is going to respond in a different way, in a different season to the kinds of relationship that he's offering to them. So he has learned over the course of his life that there just is no script and there just is no script. So for about a week, I've been thinking about that in terms of conversations. And this morning, this <laughs> It's going to sound so bizarre, like I just was talking about sex offenders and drug addicts and prostitutes. Well, this morning, I volunteered to be at my kid's school for four hours, you know, with the hardened first graders <laughs> that are in Ben and Elijah's class. Um, and they had field day. So it was like basically just this whole day 
where I was going to help the teacher, Miss Hodge, who is the most amazing first grade teacher on the planet. I was just going to help her with all these games and stuff for the in the whole schools out there, and and but I was, I was kind of nervous about it. <laughs> I'm laughing because oh my gosh, I'm thinking about Kevin, and then I'm thinking about you know my tough morning with the with the first graders of Beacon Academy in Maple Grove, Minnesota, and um, but I but I if I was honest, I found myself kind of nervous, like I didn't really know you know, what I was going to do. I mean, normal environments for me, and I hate to say this, but lots of environments for me, people know who I am because I'm their pastor or I'm an author, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I walk into a room and this is lame. You know, I can't believe I'm saying it. It's kind of lame, but people sort of know who I am. So I don't really have to have a script, you know. Um, but, you know, first graders, they don't know who I am. I'm Ben's dad. You know, that's pretty great. I'm Elijah's dad. You know, that's that's pretty great. But the people at the school, they don't, they don't know I'm a pastor, I'm an author. They have no idea. And so I had some anxiety about, I mean, how is this day going to go? I mean, like, what if I had to take a kid to a nurse's office? Where's the nurse's office? I don't even know where it is. Or like, you know, what if what if a kid has, what if there's some drama in first grade? I mean, what's going to happen? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with first graders, even though I have two first graders. <laughs> so I, so I, I show up, you know, 9 a.m. And, and um, we spent all day out in the sun. It was a gorgeous day. And and I'm high-fiving kids. They're doing 50-yard dashes, and they're doing the three-legged races, and they're doing, you know, the the ring toss, and they're doing all these games, and the hurdles and all this stuff, and I'm just cheering them on. I'm high-fiving them, and it's so fun. I'm getting to know all these kids that um, that my two sons talk about all the time, and it's so fun to get to know them. And But I'm realizing, like, I don't have a script for this. Like, there's no script for how to deal with first graders. I'm just... I'm just being kind of funny and goofy at times. And at times I'm sort of just hanging out by the sidelines and clapping or making sure people, you know, the first graders stand in line at the right times or be quiet at the right times or yell and encourage each other at the right times. So there's this one moment where, oh my gosh, this one girl was crying, a little blonde, blue, blonde hair, blue eyed girl. She was just crying. And I came up to her and said, oh my goodness, how, I mean, what's going on? How can I help? And she started to say how some of her other friends were being mean to her. And then the other friends that she was talking about were sort of hanging around the edges. And they get defensive because I think they probably didn't want to be in trouble, you know, uh, by Mr. Weens, their, their substitute playground attendant, basically, is what I was. You know, so I was trying to, just trying to broker this little drama conflict and... Because I could really tell this little blonde, blue-eyed girl was really hurt. She was crying, and her feelings were hurt. And so finally, you know, I said, well, how can I, I mean, do, do you need to say something to someone? Do you, need to, do you need me to help you go talk to someone? And she just said, I just want someone to be my friend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it kind of occurred to me um, that, you know, um, there's no script for first grade. You know, even with these kids, it's like they just show up and they don't know what kids are going to befriend them or what kids are going to be mean to them. Like, I mean, my kids, sometimes it's like they're they're like, you know, one kid will be their best friend for two weeks and, and then and then they'll come home and say, I'm not friends with them at all. You know, they'll be like, why? And then they'll say, because three strikes and you're out. <laughs> like, what do you mean three strikes and you're out? What do you mean? Like, well, you know, they lied to me and then they said they were going to bring a, 
Pokemon card and they didn't and then they didn't sit by me at lunch so three strikes and you're out I'm just like who you know maybe they didn't maybe they forgot the Pokemon card maybe someone else invited them to sit by them at lunch maybe they're not thinking about you non-stop for all day there's no there's no script for first grade and there's no script for 12th grade there's no script for being 45 and being a pastor of a church plant there's no script for heading into the conversation with your boss that you have to have that's super awkward, but you feel like you're not being treated fairly and you don't know how to do it and you're trying to get some help from HR, but they try to tell you how to do it, but there really isn't any script for most things in life, you guys. There really isn't. Maybe on a really uh, tragic level, like one of my friends, uh, she is in her early 60s and she had this great marriage and her husband died of cancer. You know, and now she's got all this life left. I mean, she's like 62 years old and her husband died and they were planning for retirement and they were planning for trips and all these things. And now there's no script for that. I mean, there's no script for how she's supposed to do the rest of her life. So she joined our little church community and and that's uh, becoming life for her. And she's meeting friends and meeting people. and And but there's just there's no script for that. Or maybe it's your relationship with God. You know, it's like um, so many people say, this is what you have to do. You have to pray this way. You have to pray this prayer. You have to go to this church. You have to receive this communion or you have to go through these classes in order to learn how to be with God. And it all sounds so exhausting. And I think about the Gospels. You know, I mean, there's just so many stories of people that Jesus interacted with. And there's absolutely no script. There's all these people that come to faith. They're, they place their trust in in Jesus, and it's always like the the most the weirdest people: the prostitute, the person that's caught in adultery, the the you know Pharisee that's sort of asking all the wrong questions, and he can't even ask it in the daylight because he's going to be rejected by his own people. The blind person that is rejected by his spiritual community. All these people gather around Jesus and every single one of them, the only common denominator is they come into contact with a person that knows that there's no script, you know, that just meets them where they're at, meets them in their pain or in their confusion or in their doubt, in their, um, in the feeling that they, they haven't quite made it and the feeling that they've been rejected from the normal spiritual community. And so all they have left is, is their questions or their thing that hasn't been healed. And Jesus meets them exactly where they're at. And it's just this beautiful thing where the only common denominator is this loving person named Jesus who who somehow finds a way to make space for them and to draw a wide circle in which they can feel included. And what if Jesus, you know, had a script? Oh, well, actually, you got to, you know, you got to get circumcised to talk to me. You got to you got to go to the synagogue for eight straight weeks for a class before you get indoctrinated into my way of thinking or living. Uh, if Jesus had a script, it was just, hey, follow me and let's see what happens, you know. And then, you know, he sends followers out. He sends them out two by two. And he says, don't take a cloak. Don't take a extra tunic. Don't take extra bread or even extra sandals. Uh, don't take any money. Just go out and, and see what happens. Go out and see who offers you hospitality. And to those who offer you hospitality, stay in their house for as long as you can. And for those who don't offer you hospitality, man, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that town. Because it's just, 
it's just not worth it. You know, you can't you can't convince anyone of something that you think is the way or the truth or the life if they're operating by a script uh, that there's just going to be no room and no time for that. So uh, there's no script, gang. I mean, again, I'm not saying don't plan. I'm not saying there's not really, really a lot of wisdom in sometimes really stopping and looking at other people and getting their advice. That is really wise. What I am suggesting is a different way of living where you attune yourself to the spirit of God and the energy of God that is always moving toward love, that is always moving toward life, that is always moving toward new beginnings, that is always making all things new and looking for maybe a way in the moment that hasn't been made before. Because here's the thing, if you're following a script in anything, then by definition, you're not participating in something that is being made new. You're just doing the same old thing over again, even if you've never been in that situation before, even if you've never had that conversation before, even if you've never done that job before. If you're you're operating according to a script, then you're just doing the same old thing You're just using a different environment in which to do it. So I want to encourage you today, my brothers and sisters. I know it's scary, but to try to figure out in what ways am I trying to find a script that I can operate by in order to relieve me of those painful, awkward moments where I'm out of control. What are the ways in which you're trying to remain in control of a situation when it would really better serve you to enter into that situation vulnerably without a script, knowing that you're not going to nail it, you're not going to get everything right, but that's not the point. The point is to walk into something new. The point is to create something that didn't exist before, even in a conversation, even in uh, a way in which you um, aren't sure how things are going to go. Well, not being sure how things are going to go is exactly the right way to enter into any interaction with any human being. Because who knows how things are going to go based on your your day that you're having, based on the kind of trauma that you're experiencing, based on the mood that someone's in, you never have any guarantee on any way that anything's going to (laughs) go. This is like, maybe this is super depressing for some of you. That's not my goal. My goal is to actually set you free so you can walk into moments that are new and beautiful and vibrant and real and generative by dropping the script. So do you have a script, gang, that says, I have to be fully prepared for every single thing that I will ever come into contact with. And I have, to, I have to prepare so that I won't look stupid, so that I won't look like I'm out of control, so that I won't look like I don't know, uh, you know what, I, what I have. I am learning lately. Like I was just in this conversation today and I wasn't totally prepared for it, right? Uh, it was a podcast actually that I recorded today and I didn't have any questions written down. And... 
And I had to say to the person, you know what? I don't have any questions written down. And it's primarily because I just haven't taken time to do it. And, you know, I was worried. Like, I didn't want this person to feel like they were less than or something. The truth is I've just been just monstrously busy. And the thing is the conversation went phenomenally well. It was awesome. Now, I'm not going to now make a rule that I'm never going to write down questions. That would be dumb. That would be a script. What I am going to say is, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are times and most times when it comes to human beings where the script isn't helpful and where we need to abandon our need to be in control. And when we can do that, to the degree that we can do that, we can start meeting people for who they really are, and we can start walking into new ways of listening, new ways of deciding things, and new ways of being. Because frankly, I don't know, I don't, I don't really, I can't think of one time where I went into something with a preset, um, a conversation where it's preset what I'm gonna say, where it's turned out well, because I can't preset what someone else is gonna say. And so scripts, um, I think we need to burn most of them, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. I think we need to burn most of them. And that's all I got for today. And just so you know, honestly, and I mean this really, maybe you could tell. (laughs) I hope you could tell. I had no script for this. I had the idea that I wanted to do a podcast on scripts. I didn't write anything down. I just pressed record and this is what came out. And I hope in some way it was helpful for you. I know it was helpful for me um, just to be able to say uh, I can do a podcast without a script. Every single other podcast I've done, all 43 of them, I've had a script. And this one, I didn't. Now, you know what? Next week, probably going to have a script. Probably going to have some some talking points. And that's good because I'm not going to have a script about not having scripts. <laughs> Oh, now I need to turn it off because now I'm starting to get circular and it's probably not helpful. But, hey, remember, Sobriety and Spirit, please sign up. Get Seth's free 30 days journal. It's awesome. And I'm going to be walking through it with Seth as well. And sign up for the event, June 25th, St. Paul, Minnesota, Sobriety and Spirit. You can get there by going to stevelings.com slash events. So thanks, everybody, for another week of This Good Word. As always, uh, this podcast is dedicated to reclaiming what's holy about our humanity. So we are human and we're holy. We are dust and we are breath. We are limited and we are limitless and we are in it together. Grace and peace, everybody.